Good morning and welcome to Adult Sabbath School for our virtual camp meeting. My name is David Wright and I'm going to try and take us through a brief summary of the lesson. And our lesson today is entitled, The Promise, God's Everlasting Covenant. But before we begin, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we open your word this morning, we pray that your Holy Spirit will be here in our midst, that you will guide and direct our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning I want to look at three components, if you will, of our lesson. We first want to look at a concise description of the new covenant. We'll start there. Then we'll do something under the title, Change of Heart. And then lastly, an inclusive covenant. Those are the three pieces we're going to try and break down. So for this first piece, a concise description of the new covenant. What is the new covenant? And to begin, I'm going to start our reading in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 31 the book of jeremiah chapter 31 beginning verse 31 and it reads like this behold the days are coming speaking of jesus coming says the lord when i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah and this would be ratified by the blood of christ verse 32 not according to the covenant i made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant, verse 33, that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And then verse 34, No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will for forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. Uh, that's a beautiful verse uh, that talks about this new covenant, if you will. And maybe we could ask the question, who is the initiator of this new covenant? Well, it says very plainly in the verse, God is the initiator of the new covenant. And as far as which law is being written on our hearts, what law is the Lord referring to? Through the Holy Spirit, God's Ten Commandment law was to be written in their hearts, in our hearts. So what is the difference, you might ask, between the Old and New Covenant? Well, let's go back. In a preliminary form, the first covenant, or the old covenant, was made with Adam at the fall in Genesis, and then later with Noah. But it was first with Abraham and his descendants that the covenant became fully effective. The covenant was then ratified in a more formal way at Sinai, when Israel as a nation bound itself to comply with the divine requirements and accepted the promises. And you recall when they said, all that you have said, we will do. After centuries of faithlessness to their promise to cooperate with God, Israel was released from the covenant and permitted to go into captivity. And then later on, returning from captivity, Israel was restored to that covenant relationship and God promised to make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. But in rejecting and crucifying Christ, the Jewish people renounced the covenant and were rejected as the chosen people. 
But at the same time, God transferred the privileges and responsibilities of the covenant relationship to his new chosen people, the Christian church. Matthew 21, 43 says, Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. Also in Galatians 3, 29, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So when are you heirs? When you are in Christ. So again, essentially, the provisions and conditions and objectives of the two covenants are identical. The chief difference is that the old covenant was made with Israel as a nation, whereas the new is made with the individual believer in Christ. And so this new covenant is also called, in other places in Scripture, an everlasting covenant. Sometimes we come across people that would ask, but we're no longer expected to obey the Ten Commandments. We're under grace. We're under the new covenant, they might say. Oftentimes people will point to Matthew chapter 22, where Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. But in this passage, Jesus is not doing away with the law, but rather he's summarizing the law as given in the Old Testament. The fact is, he's actually quoting the Old Testament, both in Deuteronomy 6.5 and Leviticus 19.18. Jesus went on to say, On these two hang all the law and the prophets. And we see that in the first four commandments, how to love the Lord your God with all your heart. And in the last six, we are seeing how to love our neighbor as ourselves. God desires our attitude will be different. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments in John 14, 15. But you still may be asking, how is that new heart possible? How can I love God and follow his covenant not based on obligation or fear or punishment. There's some beautiful promises in God's word. Psalm 51, beginning in verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Matthew 7, verse 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Psalm 37, verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. And lastly, Revelation 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And anyone who hears my voice and opens the door, he promises, I will come in. So moving on to the second section, of our study entitled a change of heart what does that look like <clears throat> several verses out of ezekiel describe that ezekiel 11 chapter or chapter 11 verse 19 then i will give them one heart and i will put a new spirit within them and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh chapter 18 verse 31 of Ezekiel says cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit for why should you die O house of Israel and then in Ezekiel 36 verse 26 I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh 
I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Notice the emphasis there over and over and over. God is saying, I will do this. There's this element of let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Our job is to let, and he promises he will do. He will renew, he will change, he will give us a new heart and a new spirit within us. And the last piece we're going to look at this morning is the fact that the new covenant is an inclusive covenant. Who's able to partake of this new covenant? Do I have to be a descendant of Abraham? We find the answer in Galatians chapter 3, verses 7 to 9. Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preaching the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So that means it's open to all who believe. Isaiah 55, verse 6 and 7 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Friends, the good news is the new covenant is open to all. I also like the verse from the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 2, verse 11 to 13. He says, Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Friends, that's good news. Have you accepted the gracious and loving offer of that covenant? God's offer to forgive your sins and to give you a new heart. And have you done that recently? Have you done that today? Is that something you do each day? In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6, it talks about a better covenant established on better promises. What exactly does that mean? Well, in Hebrews chapter 9, beginning verse 11, we get more clarification on that. It says, But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ. And so how are the promises of the new covenant better than the promises made in the old covenant? Well, you remember when Moses brought down the Ten Commandments on Sinai, what was the response? All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. But we could contrast that, I suppose, with Jeremiah 31, 33, speaking of the new covenant. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it 
on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. The new covenant rests solely on what God will do for us. Friends, do you want that new covenant experience today? Do you want to stand on the promises of God, not your own promises that are like ropes of sand, but on the promises of God's grace and his love and his care and his power to forgive you of your sins and to give you that new heart, that new life to live in covenant relationship with him. I don't know about you, but I do. By God's grace, I want to allow he that began a good work in me to bring it about unto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this new covenant that you make with us, that each of us can be grafted in as your child, as a son, and as a daughter of the King, and that we can lean fully and completely on your blood that was shed for us. That this new covenant experience may be ours today, that through Christ and in Christ and by Christ, we may have life and may have it more abundantly. Thank you for these precious promises on which we stand this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.